Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 26 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any ratings appreciated. How's everybody doing today? Thank God it's Friday. I am so glad for the weekend. We got a special, special show today. So in the interest of time, we're going to keep it short and sweet. So here we go. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys. Had a great week this week. There's a four-pound loss for this week. So the three-pound gain over the last three weeks is officially gone. Congratulations! Right, all right. The uh, official gain for the month of, I mean, the official loss for the month of February so far is three pounds. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 112.2 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to 277 is 6.4 pounds to go. The pounds remaining to get to the next WW milestone of minus 125 is 12.8 pounds. And the pounds to get to the big goal of losing 200 pounds is 87.8. This was a great week. Gotta love weeks like this, especially when you have three consecutive gains. I just, there's nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about when everything goes right. (laughs) Just sit back and, and keep it going, right? Keep it rolling forward. But I got, a, I got a special show for you today. It is my first ever show with a special guest. We ha- I have a fellow Weight Watcher on the show with me today. Her name is Cassandra. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Glad to be a part of the show. All right. So uh, have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. This is my first podcast. I thought it was a solid idea and I was excited to beyond and just share my experience on Weight Watchers and how I'm doing and how it's working for me and how I got started and just wanted to open up and share that with others. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is my first interview. So (laughs) your first time on a podcast, my first interview. So we'll take it as it comes, right? (laughs) Absolutely. We got this. I'm excited. And we're just going to just be real and go from there. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about your story. Where, where did you, your beginning? Okay. So November 2019 was the beginning for me. 
I had reached my heaviest weight of 332 pounds. I work in banking, so I do a lot of sitting down and the consumption just wasn't equating to the movement. So it was all direct weight gain. Mm -hmm. Well, November, I started playing with the idea of, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And my company was just really into just WW and just a lot of people around me were joining WW and I would hear them talk about the point values and so forth. And it got me interested, but not enough to where I said, okay, this is it. But I knew that I was at my heaviest and I knew that I was uncomfortable and I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like the way I, I looked. I didn't like the confidence that I no longer had in myself and not feeling, not feeling myself, just not feeling good. I also had just hip pain constantly. So it just felt due to the sitting and the lack of activity, it felt that I just wasn't my best. So I signed up for Weight Watchers and I went the digital route. I I remember saying, well, I don't want to talk about how I got to my heaviest weight. Like, let's not, let's not discuss that. Let's just try our best to fix it. (laughs) Let me me ask you before you go on, was there any other plans in consideration or was it always just Weight Watchers? So I would just try to watch my eating and what I would end up doing is I would end up missing out on a lot of food. So it would end up being minimal intake and then that would lead to two or three days and after those two to three days of what I thought was decent eating I would lose a pound or two and I would go from a 332 maybe down to a 228 at best 226 so I'd move the same four pounds forward and backwards and then I'd gain it all back and I'd get discouraged and that was me there was no um like keto wasn't a consideration or anything, any other kind of program? You know, I wasn't. The keto the keto trend was huge. And I think that a lot of people have been successful on keto, but it just wasn't for me. And the reason being is I'm someone where naturally I'm prone to a cholesterol that I have to watch. So it's not necessarily high cholesterol, but it's, hey, if you don't monitor your intake and what you're eating, that's the route that you're going. So when I heard, okay, so you're going to have a pack of a pack of bacon and you're going to fry it in a stick of butter, (laughs) I just thought, oh man, that's going to take me out. Um, So I feel that keto has been a successful, successful program for a lot of people, but it just didn't fit my lifestyle. So I I just, I actually went through the same. I went, uh, we, I was gung-ho for keto in the beginning and then uh decided afterwards when my wife was like no that's i i don't see that working out long term maybe short term but long term i don't see it working out so we went with weight watchers but anyway uh you were saying so you got to the beginning and you decided to start with weight watchers yeah and that's another good point is is it sustainable how long will you be able to do this? Is it a lifestyle change? Is it something that we're going to be able to stick to? So I, I agree with you. That was a big part. And that was another thing that I ran into. And another part that just kind of led to my significant weight gain was I would lose weight and I would gain it all back. But it would be drastic to where I could gain 100 pounds in seven months. And then I could lose it in about a year. And then I would gain it all back. And the reason for that was just 
neglecting my body and missing out on so much nutrition. And in the moment, the moment I started eating, it would be the floodgates and the weight gain would all come back. So that was another thing is just, can I stick to it? Which led to me saying, I don't care how overweight I get. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm not going to, how do I put it? I'm not going to start losing weight again until I know that this is it and I'm losing it and it's staying off. It just got to a point where I was done going back and forth with myself. And I was done neglecting my body by not nurturing it and not eating and then turning around and abusing my body by eating everything um, and gaining a significant amount of weight. So that was a big thing. But the aha moment, I mean, November, I think it was November 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. That was when I signed up. I know this was 2019, November 22nd, 2019 was when I joined Weight Watchers. And I remember signing up that night and thinking, oh my goodness, now you're going to pay to stay overweight. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't necessarily, (laughs) I didn't necessarily go in. That is um, not a good attitude to start with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. And I remember waking everyone up at home saying, guess what I did? I'm now going to pay pay to fail is how how I viewed it just because of, the way that everything else had worked prior to WW. So, <laughs> to my surprise, I did end up losing weight, a good five pounds that week. And that was just that first week I was down about five to eight pounds. And it was, it was exciting. And I think it was because it wasn't expected. So that was a big deal. Like, okay, this worked. But that was November 22nd, 2019. December 12th, I believe it was, of 2019, I got in a car accident. And that was the real, okay, now you're getting serious about this moment. And the reason for that is I was sore and I was stiff and I was attempting to work out and just continue the habit of working out. And I got to a point where I just looked at myself and thought, wouldn't this be so much easier and wouldn't you be in so much less pain if you weren't fresh out of a car accident plus an extra 150 pounds. Right, right. So that was when I said, you're taking this serious. You're tracking your food. You're going to work out. You're going to earn your blue dots. You're going to get on connect. You're going to share your story with others. Um, you're going to build those relationships. You know, you're, and that's another thing is I love connect. I love just scrolling through and seeing other people do well. And that's motivational to me. Yeah, so that was you know even from the beginning with me it was like I just felt it was different this time and I remember saying it to my wife it just feels different don't you feel different and she looked at me like mm-hmm. I had 10 heads like what do you mean different <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't know but uh it was definitely a an eye-opening or moment I don't I don't even know if I call it eye-opening it just felt different it felt like for the first time in my life, I was dedicated to something and dedicated to my own weight loss. Mm-hmm. That was that moment of, by all means and all obstacles, this will be done. Right, and this exactly. is my This is my moment and I'm dedicating myself to this. I get it. Right. So tell us a little bit about uh, the struggles that you've had since you started with Weight Watchers. I would say one of the biggest struggles for me in the beginning was um, my Starbucks addiction. I'm a Seattle girl through and through, love my coffee, 
The problem was, is I was having dessert coffee. So what I mean by that is my daily points, I believe they started at 42. Mm -hmm. I'm now down to 26 points a day. When I reflect on that, I think, oh my goodness, the things you could do at 42 points. (laughs) But thinking that now, it's not much. Reason being is, imagine this. I would order a triple shot white mocha. That would account for about 14 points. And that's with the non-fat milk, no whip. So I'd wipe out 14 points. And then on top of that, I'd say, oh, but you know that cinnamon raisin bagel. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, at this point, I'm already pretty much at my halfway through your daily intake. I mean, that's almost a full day's intake at this with current points. But um, that was a big struggle was I was so addicted to this dessert coffee and my fluids were taking up a lot of my points as well. So I noticed that. So another thing is I would I would just love lemonade. So I would go out for lemonade all the time and I'd go out for just soda. And it was the drinks that were just accumulating so many of my points. So that was a big thing was cut out all high point drinks cut out high point dessert coffee acknowledge that you're having dessert coffee that's a big thing because a lot of people have i guess this perception of oh well it's not a frappuccino but our daily coffee is often dessert or can double as dessert oh yeah yeah. so that was a big struggle i used to count seconds (laughs) when in my coffee i used to take the the container of sugar and just pour it and go one two three <laughs> that's the way i used See, to put I sugar in my coffee <laughs> when you reflect on that it's oh man how far i have come but that's uh that was definitely a big struggle was you're wiping out so many of your points in the beginning right beginning right. of the day so what do you do the rest of the day so i'd reach a point where it's okay now you're starving huh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so that was uh my struggle what would you say was your struggle in the beginning why well, uh I know it went when I went and started, I wanted to make sure I never felt hungry. Okay. So right away, the first thing that got X'd in my, in my journey was I didn't want to drink any points. So I refused point out blank. And the first, the only thing I really had to get rid of was the sugar and iced tea and the sugar Mm -hmm. and coffee. And I have gotten coffee as close to zero as I can possibly get it at this point because I use the Premier Protein at to as the milk in my coffee, but that Premier Protein is the whole container is two points and it lasts me like six days. So it's as close to zero as I'm going to get it and I don't put any sugar now. So, and the, okay. well, where I struggled quickly was fruit being zero points on blue. I was eating 11, 12 fruits a day. And then I noticed that the scale slowed down almost to a crawl, but it wasn't going backwards. It just slowed really badly. And I realized pretty quickly, you know what? It's too good to be true. Yes, it's zero points, but that that doesn't mean you're going to lose weight eating fruit all day long, right? That's when I realized I had to change some of those fruits to vegetables as much as I hated them. (laughs) So that's what I did. In my beginning. Just balancing that out. That was, I hear you. That's a big part of it. And portion portion control is a big part. So with me, I sometimes, to this day, I'll sometimes prepare a meal. And my family sees my food and they say, oh, that uh, that looks good. I'd like to try it. 
and I look at them and I go, this is measured. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you mean? I counted, I counted these, these things. Absolutely. This has been measured. Like, no, 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 uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, no. Like but then they see the size of the bowl and they, <laughs> <laughs> no way that all that was measured. Right. And right, it'll just right. be, oh, I love my big salad. So it'll be a whole bowl of salad mm-hmm. followed by just putting some grilled chicken strips on top and putting some cheese on top and adding some bacon to that and adding some dressing to that and just creating this ultimate salad. <laughs> yeah. But I've learned to finesse it to where you now have your ultimate salad and it's not taking up all of your points. And that's been a big thing is just learning all the little tricks, I would say. That's been a difference maker. Just those tricks you learn along the way on WW. And I think part of that is the community. So just being able to connect to others and reach out on Connect and scroll through people's posts and look at their recipes and look at their ideas and bounce ideas off of each other. That's been a difference maker. But I agree, the premier protein. Um, I actually do Quest, but I'm not sure. I preferred the taste of Quest, so I do a triple shot and I'll pour some Quest over it, and that's my daily go-to. And as you said, two points. Good for the day, good start. Quest is a a protein Uh, shake? Yeah, Quest is very similar to Premier Protein. Um, I'm not sure when I started going. You know what I think it was? Is I think Premier Protein just wasn't available at that store. And I hopped on, grabbed some Quest, and I went off um, and ended up enjoying it. I always did the Quest bars. Mm -hmm. Um, They're pretty decent. But Quest Protein drinks, that started after. But that's a solid choice in coffee. And then Diet Snapple has now become my go-to. Just because you can't really taste that it's not your full sugar Snapple. Um, so that's a big one. And I my water cannot remember the last time I drank a Snapple. <laughs> I cannot remember. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, they're pretty solid. It's a pretty decent replacement. <laughs> I think it's mental. I, oh, yeah, it is zero points. So that's, that's why is it's it become really? a go-to. I didn't know that. It is. Diet Snapple, zero points. And it's one of my go-tos. Uh Zero calorie Gatorade, that's a go-to. That one's always good. But it's kind of how I've, I've switched it up. And dressing, it's the ball house dressing. I really like that. I really like cutting it with a lime or a lemon and just having... But you do get a decent amount of dressing for the point. So that's a big thing is just really knowing your quantity, what you're getting and scanning as you go through the store so you're not getting home with a point-heavy item feeling obligated to consume it. That's been a difference maker. As well as leaving things that I know that I will go in on in the store. (laughs) So it's like, if I see something where it's at the store, oh, this looks good to me. I know, well, when you get home, that entire bag is going to look good to you, not just some. (laughs) I'll leave it here. (laughs) I agree, I agree. It's totally totally something you have to watch out for. But listen, I got to take a break now. Guys, stick with me, and we'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. 
All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello, or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that The Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. Today we are on the show together with Cassandra. And we've been talking about her journey thus far. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about uh, her current goals. Cassandra, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your current goals right now are? Yeah, so I think an exciting moment for me was losing my first hundred. And yes, I believe I shared I shared that with everybody. That was just such a big moment, just being able to say 100 down. Yes. And starting at 332, the next goal is definitely going to be to get out of the twos. Um, I'm now down to 225.5, and I count every ounce. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm one of those where it's just, hey, you see hey, that you got five, but it's not, hey, it's not going to make or break the day, um, but I'm excited for all loss, and it's still, still something that I always work towards. So next goal is going to be getting out of the 200, and that, that, one's, that one's going to be huge. The last time I was out of the 200 was nearly a decade ago at this point. I think, and I had no for me, I was in uh, fifth grade, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's just, that makes it just so much more worth it to just right. say, I got it together to where I am having this accomplishment. And you just feel so proud and so determined. And you just want to keep going and push on and do your best and just make it for you. It's that I deserve this moment. Exactly. And that's just, that's what I work towards. I'm just knowing that the self-respect and the self-worth is there and treating myself well is there and valuing myself. That's, that's the utmost important to me is just but do you feel good about yourself? You know, I exactly. think one thing I noticed just weight related was if I were going out somewhere or if it was a job interview or I would switch out the multiple times and I would ask my family members, well, how does this look? And I remember one of my main questions being mm, like, do I look like I weigh 300 or like 280 or like just choosing what I thought? would allow me to present the best version of myself. Reflecting on that, it's just such a such a different place. Right. And I don't I don't hold shame to it, but it was just at, at what moment were you going to say, Hey, this isn't this isn't working. You know, you don't want to create the perception of, oh well do I weigh less than I than I actually do today. Right. Um, so that was a big thing, but I don't know, that was just a random thought I had and now, you know, I'm just 
overall, regardless of whether I gain a bit that week or if I'm able to lose, you know, just having grace with myself and just always acknowledging this is how far you've come. So one thing that I've learned and this part has always been, it's been a struggle to me is just our bodies are going to hold weight differently that day. So just not always looking at the scale has been a challenge for me. Looking at the way my clothes fit. I had the same struggle too. And I had to come to the point where there was a switching of mentality, right? I had to say to myself, well, you're telling everybody you're not going to quit, right? That you're going to do this for the rest of your life. So if that's what your mentality is, and if that's what you're telling people, what, what is one way in where the scale goes up in reflection when you take the view of the entire journey? How, like, how long do you expect to live, right? Just give a number like, oh, I, I want to live until I'm 85. So if you want to live till you're 85, what is this one week going up going to affect that? You know, and that's where I had to come to that. It's a journey mentality, not a weight loss mentality. People who come in and say, I just want the weight to be off once. Okay. If I could snap my fingers and take all your weight off, what do you do now? You know, do you go back to whatever you were doing before or do you continue? Right. Right. You're not going to build those habits unless you go through it. I would say weight loss is one of those where in order to make changes, you need to go through it. You need to fill it out and you need to figure out who you are and you need to figure out why you got where you did and what's it going to take to maintain it. But that's just such a solid perception of it. Perspective is everything when it comes to this. And you're absolutely right. What is a week in the long run? You know, this weigh-in is not final destination. This isn't, okay, well, this is it, you know, so... Right, right and, about and you're that. not going to quit because Stop of the way in either, <laughs> right? Oh, no. <laughs> That's not going to speed things up. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> but that'll be the next goal. So 100 pounds loss was the big one. Um, second one will be when I lose 133. So 133 will put me at 199. I haven't set a numerical goal as far as where I would like to be. Um, and I haven't set a size goal as far as where I would like to be. I know that I want to be comfortable with myself. I know that I want to just feel good, feel confident, feel healthy. One thing that I do struggle with with my body is I've always felt that I carried my weight in a way where I could weigh 300 pounds, but I could be a size 16. So it just felt, I don't want to say I carried it well, um, because that was a lot of extra weight to carry, but I carried it in a way where I maybe didn't always feel that I looked as heavy as I I was. So with that, what I'm struggling with now is looking at myself and saying, okay, so you've lost a lot of weight. You're significantly, you know, significantly smaller than you once were. You know, in comparison. So not overall, but in comparison. Um, But what I'm struggling with now is just learning to love my body with the loose skin. That's a big that's a big one that you know, I think we often try to talk about or you know we all go through where it's just yes your body is changing and dealing with the access skin dealing with just not feeling this tight dealing with all those changes that come along with the weight loss so not getting discouraged not viewing this moment as okay this is it so that's been a struggle for me but overall my goal is just to get to a point where I feel good. That's good. Did you ever 
make like uh, smaller goals in between. So it felt like, you know, there was an achievement. Absolutely. My small goals look like my monthly goals. So I break it down by month and I tend to shoot for about 10 pounds a month. And my goals often look like, okay, so this month you are at 240. Um, next month, your goal is to get, get out of the 240s, get down to the 230s, get out of the 230s, get down. So for the month of February, I'm currently at 225.5. My goal is to hopefully end the month um, in the teens. So that's my big goal. And that's just small steps. And I just love looking at the chart and seeing the weight go down month by month. January, I had <laughs> a horrendous month. Um, I don't know what happened reflecting on it. The way I look at it is, okay, you made it through November and December. You made it through holiday season. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Only to turn around and gain 10 pounds in January. The month that everyone decides that they're going to reach their goals, right. that's when you decided to stop. <laughs> so it felt like I was working backwards February, but February, my goal is to get out of get out of the 20s. So each month I shoot for about 10. Um, realistically, between tracking my food, between earning my blue points, between my activity points, between working out, just trying to sleep well trying to prepare that's a big thing is preparation and always just having the foods that i want to be eating on hand that's always that's the best way such a strategic thing especially with work and still having to go into work and not not putting myself in a position where i'm relying on whatever restaurant is surrounding me and hopefully it's not as bad as i think it is (laughs) um but that's what my that's what my goals look like most of the time it's just 10 pounds, give or take, I end up losing anywhere between six to, six to eight, you know, sometime I'll, I'll have a 10 point month, which is huge, but I always shoot for it. And then I try to put in the work to reach it. You know, some, sometimes they're better. Some months are better than others. I'll say that. <laughs> so would you say that there are any, are there any foods that, that you know, you have to have to avoid? I think it's quantity that I struggle with. So with me, it's not, it's not always avoiding certain foods or buying certain foods. It's, it's the quantity of it. So I know that, for instance, I love Oreos. I don't know when I began loving Oreos, but Oreos with peanut butter are my weakness. And I think this was beginning of COVID, so March 2020. So do you like, do I don't, you, know I don't what, get it. Do you hmm. spread the peanut butter on top of the Oreo? Is that the <laughs> Oh, it's awful. I grab a, I grab a jar of peanut butter, and it's funny because it's always the high-quality peanut butter, organic, this, lowest, the lowest point peanut butter you could find, and I'm going to lather it <laughs> on Oreos with a spoon. So I grab a spoon, and I just, like, grab an Oreo, and I dip, <laughs> dip into the peanut butter, put it on the Oreo, repeat, and I end up, I end up going through an entire row Oreos, and I think that's—I don't know—16 Oreos per row. Oh my goodness, it was awful. But March 2020, I think I had to have gone through four packs of Oreos with peanut butter that month, and I gained so much weight. And I remember having a moment where I thought, if it's not enough to be in a pandemic, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Turn around and gain weight while gyms are closed. 
<laughs> what are you doing? So now I know. Now, for instance, this week we were snowed in in Seattle. So we got quite a bit of snow and we got that Valentine's Day snow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted Oreos. I just said, listen, you're snowed in. Get those Oreos. Um, so <laughs> I avoided them all together. But I know, you know, if you have to have it, buy yourself the smallest size that it comes in. Like buy yourself a snack pack of it. Absolutely. Because I will find a way to have the entire container. That was a thing. I'm also the same about um, chips that I enjoy. So anything like jalapeno cheese chips, I, I will find a way to consume half a bag. Um, so just keeping things that I know that I can't, I can't control my intake on. So often I'm looking for different sizes so that I know no matter how bad this goes, <laughs> it's only about halfway as bad as it could have gone. We have, <laughs> we have very similar vices. So for me, cookies were my, um, cookies was the thing that I, I knew I had to say, I can't just eat one. I, I have to eat the whole pack. So I said to myself, I am not eating cookies for until I know I'm disciplined. And I, I actually made it for the whole first year. And then it, it came uh-huh. to Christmas time. And I, my wife makes some amazing cookies. And and uh-huh. I, at that point... At, I got to know what kind. <laughs> she, she, I don't know the names off the top of my head. I just know the one that I like the most is like a sour cream butter cookie. And it's like this oh. twisted... It's so it's so perfect. It's like the perfect cookie to dip in coffee, and because it's not sweet, oh, it. it's just a like a almost like a it's like your pound cake of cookies. It's not a sweet thing. It's the least mm-hmm. amount of sugar. You dip it in the coffee. The coffee soaks so perfectly into the cookie, and it's just it's like uh, a little bite of heaven, right? That sounds <laughs> like the holidays. <laughs> so so I knew I had to when it came to the holidays my first set of holidays I knew that at that point I was getting to the point where I was I was more stressed about not eating them and or, or eating and making the decision so I started off with you know what I'm going to grab four and walk away you know and that's kind of <laughs> like what I did and I even went as far as using the recipe builder putting the whole recipe in there and then counting how many cookies were made in the batch this way I knew exactly one cookie was this many points. And the majority of the different cookies she made, regardless, it came out to be around three or four points per cookie. And so that's what, I mean, and I enjoyed the cookies. I enjoyed the holiday day season for the first time. But I I feel like if it wasn't for me saying no, not at all, for the first 11, 12 months of my journey, I, I feel like that gave me the strength to only take the four. And that's what I, how I approached oh. it. I admire you, <laughs> and I admire your dedication. And for and me, think... it was dill pickle chips. You mentioned potato chips, <laughs> dill pickle chips. You know, I used to always, I used to always love having a deli sandwich when I lived in Connecticut. I had a deli sandwich. I had a a bag of Cape Cod potato chips and a fat deli pickle. Like you know, it looks like a cucumber. It's huge, oh, yeah. right? Like your classic deli meal, right? Was right. a staple. <laughs> and so I would love it when the juice from the pickle would get soaked into p- the potato chip. And I'm like, oh, it's so good when this happens. And then all of a sudden they freaking <laughs> Like, made... I'm going to wait for this. 
<laughs> all of a sudden they make dill pickle chips and they're like, here you go, Don. This is what you've always wanted. And it was like, oh my God, it was the best things in sliced bread. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're like, they did this for me. I know they did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I know how that goes. But that's another thing. Another thing I struggle with is just restaurants. And looking at the menu prior to going, that's, that's one thing that to this day, it's just, I tend to repeat the same food or cook at home because I, I know what's going into it. So that's been, that's been something that's kept me successful. Another thing is baking at home. So making my own baked goods, that's everything. So now I have a thing for making muffins and I can get out at three muffins for five points and I can make them as sweet as I want and I can put as much yes, replacement sweeteners in it as I want. So mm -hmm. having that control or I could add a fruit in it if I want or I could add chocolate chips in it if I want. I could do whatever I want with it and no matter no matter what direction I take it, I'm not going to have more than six points. Right. And I know that I could have a larger quantity than I would say a piece of chocolate or something I bought at a store. So that's well, that's one way I've learned to get, get around it. You ever you ever use um, the fit points you create? Like when you um, exercise, you create fit points. Do you ever eat them? I don't. Um, my goal is to go negative points. And the thing about I should track them, but I'm not a I'm not a fit point tracker. I track all of my all of my food and all you my food so you is don't, tracked. You, you don't wear like a Fitbit or anything like that? I don't. I've been meaning to buy just the smartwatch that will track it. So that's been a thing that I've been meaning to buy. I had a Fitbit and then when it was tracking movement in my sleep, I just thought, how accurate is this if I'm <laughs> if I'm waiting for burning this many calories? Um, so because Here's of that... Get, just to give you an idea, okay? Because you said you struggle in mm -hmm. restaurants and restaurants aren't going anywhere. Right. And, and especially in our mm -hmm. lives during a whole journey, every Saturday night, we either order out or we go out to eat, order in or go out to eat. Okay. And every Saturday night, I approach it the exact same way. On Saturday morning, I'm going for my walk. My Fitbit is turned on. The whole thing is in conjunction. Right. So my, my, mm -hmm. all my apps are saying, okay, we know Don is going for a walk right now. I go for my walk. When I come back, I end the walk. That, because the Fitbit app is synced with Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers then converts that walk into points. Now I have my app switched that I could use those points. So this one night a week, in my exercise Saturday morning, yes, my Saturday morning exercise is specifically so that I can go and eat whatever I want on Saturday night. All the other days, I stay normal. I stay within my points, and I don't go above anything. I stay probably around three or four points underneath what what I have, which is like 38 points a day. But Saturday night, I mean, just to give you an idea, last Saturday, I believe, was a 60-point uh, meal. Dinner was a 60-point meal. And I tracked it. I had planned it ahead of time. It was just, it was a, I call it, now everybody would call this a cheat night. And it is my firm belief that on Weight Watchers, there is no such thing as cheating. As long as you track whatever goes in your mouth. That's all they ask you to do. 
there is no cheating if you put it in the tracker. And whether you go negative or whatever, that's just a, a consequence of the of the eating. And so I call it a heavy eating night, right? I eat heavy Saturday night. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very laxed on whatever I choose to eat. So that is also the night I say, if I'm in the mood to have a bacon cheeseburger, you could bet you I'm going to have that bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> and I go for my two hour walk, one and a half hour, whatever I feel like doing. I look at how many points I created. I add it to my daily for that day and I keep going. That's the way that you make it a lifestyle. And that's something that I need to start doing is just planning for it and planning for it once a week. I think what I do is I tend to do really well for an extensive amount of time, maybe one month, two months, three months. And then I'll turn around and I'll have a delicious meal and it'll go into the next day and the next day. And then, because I'm not tracking my fit points, I just go go to the gym, work out, go on a walk, work out. Lately, it's been shoveling um, just for the fit points. <laughs> but I don't track them. That's the thing. I just sit there and say, okay, well, this much time doing this should equate to what I just ate here. So that should balance itself out. But what I've been noticing is I don't do as well when I'm not tracking as accurately. So I think just implementing a smartwatch or a Fitbit mm-hmm. to just get real-time numbers and actually have a tracking system for what we are doing, I think that's a difference maker. And I think right. that's something that I'm glad you mentioned because it needs to be implemented. And I like that you mentioned like, hey, this is a heavy meal, but it's not a cheat meal because I planned for it and I was aware of what I was doing. And I didn't just go out and get sloppy and it wasn't that. I didn't lose the moment. I was there and I knew knew what was going on and I knew that that's what I wanted. And believe it or not, the, the the quote unquote cheat meal is tracked before I eat breakfast. So the the whole the whole idea of it even being a cheat meal is so far gone because it's plan everything every ounce was planned everything is planned and once you can once you can look at that right and it also gives you the value of how my workout what does it equate to food wise right because people like especially the people that drink cocktails and all and these cocktails are like 10 points or whatever and they're like oh no big deal it's a cocktail it's 10 points i'll drink it right but then when you go work out right and you realize oh my god i'm in pain i'm going i'm so tired and i only created 10 points now all of a sudden Uh, that cocktail has a true value and it's not just 10 (laughs) points anymore I see you move differently. Uh, that's one thing I've learned. I learned that one the hard way, but boy, do you learn. You just move differently. I tend to eat and then I work out right after. And if I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not eating my best. Oh, I feel it while working out. <laughs> At some of the slowest cardio and oh, I burn a good 40 to 50 calories less than I typically would in the same half an hour just based off of now how did you nurture your body before you did that Cassandra this has been so fun to do you have this has been an awesome interview uh, I loved it it was uh, great to have you on the show could you if yeah, I can give you, you a few if I can give you a minute here is there anything you tell someone that's listening right now that you, to encourage them to keep going 
Um, I would say give yourself the chance. Give yourself grace. I think one thing that I often see is we're all, whether we want to be or not, we're all in a time frame to where we break down this concept of time and say, this is how much I want to lose. This is when, this is what I'd like to see. So I would say get lost in this moment. Live out this moment. Do your best in this moment. And that will impact you reaching your goals and reaching what you view as your best, your utmost, your confidence that you'd like to have, your health that you'd like to have, your happiness that you'd like to have. That's created daily. So it's not something that you're going to obtain. And that's another thing as far as obtaining your goals. You didn't gain all this weight in one day. You're not going to lose it in one day. You're not going to lose it in one month. And I would say taking your time, getting to know yourself, and really saying, this is what I want. Now I'm going to put in the work and get it. And just know, you know, okay, you didn't reach your goal today. Start over tomorrow and the next day. So hit restart as many times as you need to. Give yourself grace. Give yourself a chance. Self-love, self-worth. Do it for you. That's the bottom line there. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Don. I appreciate it. All right. You guys, uh, we are going to end this. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I definitely did. And I definitely do it again sometime. I'm not sure when, but definitely it'll be in the cards to make having a special guest on a show a regular thing, whether it's once a month or whatever, once every other week, whatever it is. And uh, I think it will be a good experience for everyone. Now, if you guys would like to connect with Cassandra on WW Connect, her screen name is going to be in the show notes, uh, in the description of the of the podcast. It will also be in the description of the post in WW Connect if you'd like to connect with her. So true, a lot of the things she said. We put off, we, there's so many things we put off. And whether it's, uh, you want to do it right, you know, what you want to make it so, so many people want things to go so perfectly that when the one thing goes wrong, they just say, Oh, no, I, I messed everything up. But that cannot be. You know, when your time is up and they put that gravestone down, that date on the left, that's the date you were born. The date on the right, well, that's the date you die. But the dash in the middle, that dash belongs to you. It belongs to me. We do whatever we want with that dash. No one controls us except us. We do it. So stop it now. Stop quitting. Stop quitting on yourself. Do what is required for the first time in your life. Analyze yourself 
and make the changes necessary to do whatever it is you are attempting to do. If it's lose weight, if it's become a better business person, whatever it is, make the change and fully dedicate yourself for once in your life. Do what is required to make it so that you are compared to those top echelon people in whatever field you're choosing to be in. No one can do it for you. No one. This is all on you. When, in the end, when you're staring at your life in the rearview mirror, it's only gonna be you that held you back from everything you were supposed to do. It's you. The mirror is there in front of you. See it for what it is. Make the change. Move forward and do what is required for the first time in your life. Take control because it's all yours. It's all yours and no one could do it for you. If you truly want success, Put in the work. Put in the work when it doesn't make sense. Put in the work when everybody's telling you to quit. Just do it. You will not be discouraged by your results if you don't quit. Only if you do. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.